Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight, the poem is entitled, Until. Here we go. When I see it, I may believe it. To just hear it, because you say it, is not enough for me to accept that you are the one for me. I have heard it. I almost believe it. I have envisioned it. But until I see it, I won't believe it like I did once before. Put some action behind those words, making the meaning a true verb, since actions speak louder than words. Until we say our vows, I won't put my all into it. So I hope that y'all are having a blessed and marvelous day. Um, I wanted to talk to the single ladies on tonight. I was just watching something on television and I thought about the old me. One of the things that I was so very guilty of was talking down on my man. Now, this was 20-something years ago, but I was very, very guilty of that. And any time that it didn't seem like he was up to par or he wasn't doing what I wanted, I had the control. I had that Jezebel spirit so bad. I'm so glad for deliverance. Um, But I was so very controlling, wanted to try to run the show, wanted to try to just pretty much take control of everything. Even how he acted, even how he carried himself in certain situations. And looking back, that was just the wrong way to be. And so I have learned that a part of that was fear. A part of it was my own insecurities manifesting in dictatorship. Um, Another part of that was comparing him to someone who may have done me wrong in the past and me calling myself trying to prevent him from doing the same thing so trying to control the trajectory of the relationship big big mistake and just pretty much not building him up like the king that he was and so I wanted to talk to my single ladies because and even married ladies because I know that married women have a tendency to do that too Um, If the hubby is not doing what you want when you want it the way you want it, all of a sudden he is everything but a child of God. If he's not moving the way he used to, if he's not um, doing things as quickly as you would like for him to, next thing you know, he's being called everything but a king. And so I guess I just really want to talk to my ladies. Um, We've got to do better if you're not already in edifying our kings, letting them know that they have value, letting them know that their life has meaning, bringing them up and praising their efforts. 
because too many times that is something that we just, for whatever reason, having our own battles, don't do. And then we wonder why it is that infidelity can creep in unaware. Well, technically, it's not really creeping in unaware. It's that we're not being attentive to the man like we should be. Not giving excuses to why he would cheat, but that is most likely one of the reasons why he does is because the woman who he is running to is his Delilah and he is able to lay in her lap and be completely vulnerable and not feel as if he has to be everything to one person. And so next thing you know, you are in competition with the other woman because she was doing what you would not do. And so um, having been on both sides of that spectrum, me having been the woman that the man cheated with, and also me having been the woman that the man cheated on, <laughs> I've been able to see it from both sides. And it is just really, it's really sad. It's really sad that um, we, I see, but I guess I see it now more than I did in the past. Um, I see a lot more women edifying their men. I see a lot more women calling their men kings. I see a lot more women making sure that they speak life into their man. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I wish that I would have done that when I was younger. I probably would have had a, long, a lasting relationship. But truth be told, I just didn't know how. I didn't know how I had been raised around a lot of negativity. And so being negative became my language, not my love language, because it definitely wasn't an act of love. It's never love when you're talking down on somebody. Um, but literally what I realized is that this was not how I wanted things to be like. I don't want my relationship to be that way. So what I decided to do was work on me so that I could start to, if I practice building myself up, if I practice edifying myself, if I practice telling myself who I am and believing it, then it's no longer foreign. And if it's no longer foreign, then when the hubby manifests, and when he becomes a reality, it's something that I've already been doing. So I just continue to do it. And then hopefully he'll feel the true genuine love. He'll feel that I value him. He'll feel that I love him. He'll feel that he means the world to me. But all of that has to start with me first. And so... That is something that I have been working diligently on in terms of ensuring that I draw to me what it is that I'm working on within my own self. And so far, so good. Um, I've, Like I said, that was 20 years ago when I was just so blatantly disrespectful to the men in my life. Um, I've, I've since changed. So I'm able to see kings now where I once never did. I'm able to speak into their lives um, and they don't have to be my man. <laughs> they don't have to be someone that I'm with for me to speak life into their life. Now, that is something that I had to learn also through trial and error. But 
Yeah, they don't, I don't have to be connected to them romantically for me to speak and call them king. I don't have to um, have any type of dealings with them in that regard. I just recognize kings now because I'm on a different frequency. I'm on a different just wave. I, did, I just look at things differently now. And so now I can recognize a king and I can tell a king that he is a king and I can build him up and literally walk away like I, there's nothing I don't feel anything what I say it other than the fact that I'm acknowledging royalty um, but it took me many years to literally shed off the negative speaking into the person that I was dealing with and it wasn't until I entered into a very mature relationship that I noticed the difference I noticed how I was willing to be a servant in that relationship. I noticed how I always was trying to find ways to build that person up. I noticed how I decreased and did everything that I could to make sure that he increased in terms of holding his head high. And and I mean, I didn't decrease like I was, you know, having a low self-esteem or anything like that. I just pretty much made sure that I set my pride aside um, for the sake of making him feel like a true man. And he was going through some things at the time and I was able to speak into his life and I was able to be instrumental in his growth. But I believe that a lot of the reasons why I was able to do that is because I found my own true identity and where I once was insecure, I gained confidence in Christ. And so I literally was able to pour into him because now I had a cup that I could pour out of. It wasn't empty any longer. So then I was, it was running over. So in that overflow, I was able to speak into his life. I was able to call those things that be not as though they are. I was able to build him up and edify him. And so I was finally able to see the difference between when you are dealing with an insecure woman, when you are dealing with someone who literally um, is bound by control that has to feel as if they're running everything that does not know how to submit to authority, even in a relationship that does not know how to truly sit and stand within her place. I learned the difference and I'm grateful for it. I'm actually grateful for it because I recognize it now in other relationships. I can see when a woman is operating from bitterness or when she's operating from hurt or when she's operating from insecurity. I can see those things. I couldn't see those things before because I was that person. So I can see it because I was in it. But it's like once I got delivered, then now I'm able to recognize those qualities. And and then I just know what to pray for. I know how to pray for that person um, and then just, you know, hope that the relationship gets better, or that she'll open up her eyes and realize that. That's not a way for you to keep a man, you know, that there you've got to be able to minister to him. Um, and then, even uh, yes, there's going to be times that he may totally make you upset. But in those times, even the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. So even in those times that he has really made you mad, that's not the time to really talk. If you're going to be saying you such and such, a, you know, and just going all the way off and calling him everything but his name. Um, that's really not the time to speak. That's the time I would encourage you to be quiet. Um, and the reason being is because you may say something that you can never take back. You may bring up something that you can never rewind. And so... Sometimes it's just wise to just, you know, 
I'm upset right now. So I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and step away for a moment. I don't know how long it's going to take me to calm down, but I really want to be mindful of the words that come out of my mouth. So I'm going to take a moment and um, until I can see you the way that God sees you. Um, yeah, let's just take a break. Let's kind of separate for a minute. You get your bearings. I'm going to get my bearings and we will revisit this after I have calmed all the way down so that I can speak my truth to you in love. Um, I think that that would be the best thing for both of us because nine times out of 10, if I say something out of anger that ticks you off, you're going to say something in return that ticks me off. And then we're going to have an all out, haul out argument. And somebody's going to be sleeping on the couch. So to avoid that, and so we don't go to bed angry, um, I'm going to take a break from this situation. I'm going to process what just happened. And um, yeah, we can come back to this. We'll put it on the table for now. And we will come back to this when both of us are level-headed and we can see and hear the other person clearly. I think that might be the best thing for us to do in this situation because I love you, right? But I, I, I don't like you right now. You know, does that make sense? And nine times out of 10, he may say something because, you know, sometimes sarcasm just has a way of manifesting and popping its ugly head up anytime that things are not going our way. But sometimes we... Um, can just still make sure that we minister love, even if our better half is speaking sarcastically or being ugly. We don't have to do the same. Um, at least that's my understanding of how the wise women build their homes. And so, yeah, to all my single friends that want a man, truly want a man, it might be good to kind of check and reevaluate how are we speaking to these men? Because if we're not speaking to them in a way that is going to truly help them to become better men, that might be a reason why we're still single. <laughs> I'm just saying. And so, um, yeah, I watched this TV show and I was like, oh, girl, that used to be you. <laughs> Where you start bringing up all the stuff that he ain't doing right. When you just, that's why it took you this long to even get me. Because you ain't doing da 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 whatever it is. And he's just like, really? We got to have this conversation every time you get mad? Really? You don't have nothing else you can pull out your hat? Really? So you have to go there again. And all it's doing is tearing him down slowly. Because men... They have a little child in them, just like women have a little child in us. And so we have to be mindful that the child in them may not have, they probably haven't healed in some areas as well. So whenever we're speaking to them, our words hold weight, our words hold power, and we could actually crush that man's spirit. And so um, the things that I did back then, Lord, I, I literally... 
if any of my exes are listening to my episodes or my podcast and you can attest to how many times I verbally abused you, please accept my sincerest apology because I was so immature. I wasn't ready. I am so, so sorry. But I'm a new creature now. I am very much changed and um, and I'm grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it. But this is going to conclude my episode on tonight. But before I completely close it out, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it's really light. It's nothing heavy. I wanted to keep it light on tonight. Um, but here we go. Dear future... Oh, it's dated March the 4th, 2021. Dear future hubby, today went by pretty quickly for me. I got my errands out the way. Took my two youngest children to go there, go get their snacks. These kids <laughs> are so addicted to their snacks. I cleared out our refrigerator and cabinets a few days ago and filled them with healthy options. You should have seen the look on my 20-year-old's face earlier this afternoon. I walked downstairs to grab a bottle of water, and there he was, standing in front of our fridge. I asked him what he was doing. He said, looking for something to eat. I stood right next to him, looking at a completely full <laughs> refrigerator. And imagine the thoughts running through my mind. As I pointed to all of the healthy options right before him, I pointed them all out, including the food in the freezer. His response, yeah, but I got to cook that. Hmm. Imagine that. Well, don't you worry, my king. My 20-year-old may have a problem with cooking, but I don't. As a matter of fact, I love to cook. Cooking is one of my favorite pastimes. I guess my kids know this, and I've spoiled them just a little. But my 20-year-old also knows how to cook, as well as my 17-year-old son. And my youngest, well, she and I have a long way to go. Do you love to cook? What is your favorite dish? Your favorite meal? Do you love spicy foods or mild foods? What do you think about seafood? I love me some seafood personally. I also love me some soul food. But right now, it's fish, chicken, veggies, fruits, and lots and lots of water for me. Part of this journey is making sure I focus on my temple rebuilding my temple and cleansing my temple i hope you are working on your temple too i also hope that if you have children that they don't mind cooking just cook kidding <laughs> i love you love Teresa. so i hope that y'all have a beautiful evening remember to love on your kings queens and kings remember to love on your queens y'all take care of yourselves because there is only one you signing out your girl Teresa. bye
Y'all have a blessed one.